And with that, almost at the stroke of midnight, after years of anticipation and letdown, New York became the sixth state, the seventh body in the United States, to loosen the definition of a traditional marriage in the eyes of a law. In less than 30 days, men can marry men and women can marry women, a victory for the large LGBT community in New York, where the gay rights movement as we know it today began 42 years ago at Stonewall, an anniversary celebrated just a few short days before the passage of the bill. For the 44 other states that do not have marriage equality present in their governments and in their law, civil unions are a viable alternative to marriage in a decent number of these states. New Jersey is known for having the most comprehensive benefits for civil unions in the country, granting every single state benefit awarded to a heterosexual couple to one with members of the same sex as well. And like many issues that happen in the tri-state area, neighboring states are always immediately scrutinized and analyzed to death. What will their move be after New York passed something so monumental? New Jersey is the number one state for the spotlight, but it's unclear whether New Jersey will shine. Governor Christie has stated that he will not pass a gay marriage bill in the Garden State, but he will continue to uphold and even improve civil union benefits if needed. While on a superficial level, it seems like a viable and even desirable alternative, it is only desirable to no other option at all. Nearly 1,400 1400 federal benefits that come with marriage, like tax breaks, are all unavailable to same-sex couples everywhere, and the don't-ask-don't-tell policy upheld by the Obama administration prevents even married couples from New York and the other six states, Iowa, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, Connecticut, Maryland, and the District of Columbia, prevents these couples from receiving these benefits. So what does this mean to citizens of New Jersey? And to Rutgers students, is the status quo good enough? Or is the use of the term marriage for some discrimination for all? Tonight, we speak with leaders from Rutgers University chapter of the Queer Student Alliance, President Charlie Mott, and Public Relations Chair and Native New Yorker John Cimino on the importance this decision has on the Scarlet Knights and on New Jersey as a whole on this week's Core of the Matter. I'm your host, Sarah Morrison, bringing you a relatable and interesting and fascinating topic that applies to your backyard. You can check us out at Twitter.com. Our handle is Core of the Matter. On Facebook, you can like us at Core of the Matter at 90.3 The Core. And you can find podcasts of previous shows on thecore.fm under the news link. Without further ado, here's Charlie Mott and John Cimino here on RLC, WVPH-FM in Piscataway, 90.3 The Core. My name is John Cimino. I'm going to be a sophomore in the upcoming semester. I'm an out-of-state student. I go to Rutgers, and I'm the public relations officer of QSA, the Queer Student Alliance of Rutgers. 
My name is Charlie Mott, and I am going to be the president of the Queer Student Alliance of Rutgers University. I was born and raised in New Jersey. All right, so where are you from, New Jersey? I'm from Warren. It's about 20 minutes up Easton Ave. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. Okay, you're not too far. You're Bensonhurst, right, John? Yeah, South yeah. Brooklyn. Oh, so what up? So <laughs> this has been a really exciting, John, this has been a really exciting week for you, no? Yeah, definitely. So I went to Pride on Sunday. Oh, my God. How was Pride on Sunday? It was explosive. I can imagine. Was it? Have you gone before to Pride? Was it larger this year? This was my first Manhattan Pride. I'd only gone to ones in Brooklyn. I didn't even know Brooklyn had their own. Every borough has their own. Really? I didn't know that. I thought it was. I never knew that. I thought it was just. I thought. It, I thought Manhattan was the big one for New York. It, it's the big one, but it's not the only one. So was Manhattan just insane? It was a lot of fun. It was super crowded, and I saw Mark Sharp there actually, <laughs> faculty at Rutgers. He's an administrative advisor. He amazing. was on a float, and I saw some students in the parade, too. That's amazing. So there was a big Rutgers turnout at Pride. Yeah, I went with 14 other people from the new student orientation staff. Oh, awesome. So you really have your hand involved in a bunch of different things here. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, John's all over the place. <laughs> oh, John, always everywhere. Not all over the place in a bad way. He does a ton of things. Oh, my goodness. It's a good... We'll, we'll try not to embarrass you too much. <laughs> okay. I just want to start off by saying that um, me and John's opinions expressed on this interview are solely our own and don't represent Rutgers or the Queer Student Alliance. Okay, fine. Though many of our members um, do share similar opinions and, you know, uh, we've both taken... Uh, a lot of time to make sure that we went over um, a lot of the discourse about this subject. John? Charlie is so diplomatic. I love it. <laughs> you know, you have to be sometimes, understandable. Yeah, so, yeah. all right. That's why I have you guys in uh, because what I like to do sometimes when I produce this program is I like to take issues that have a larger effect, an effect on the larger community and try to localize them and to try to bring the impact home closer to home. So obviously the passage of gay marriage in New York is a tremendous, has a tremendous impact on life, not just for Rutgers students, but for New Jersey residents in general. So I wanted to bring you guys to talk about the issue as Rutgers students and as representatives of QSA, which is a major LGBT organization at Rutgers. And I wanted to bring you guys in to get your perspective on how you think this is going to reflect, you know, later down the line. So there's civil unions, which New Jersey has a system of New, uh, New York previously had. And then there's marriage, which is, uh, which is marriage between man to woman, man, man, woman, woman. And that's now allowed in six states, I believe. And New York is the most recent last week. Six states and the District of Columbia. And, and D.C.? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So six, six and one. So what is the essential difference between a civil union and a marriage? And why is there a fight? to recognize marriage equality. Charlie, go for it. Take it away. All right. So the difference between um, a civil union and a marriage, it really, honestly, it depends state by state. There are a lot of different rights, privileges, tax breaks, all kinds of things that that are associated with uh, a marital status. Civil unions in many states have partial partial rights or, uh, you know, a certain amount of these rights, a certain amount of these privileges, but not all of them. Some some states in which civil unions are allowed, like New Jersey, has nearly all of them. Really, a lot of the main difference comes from, you know, the name, calling it civil union versus calling it a marriage. To add on that, the civil unions aren't exactly portable, I guess is a good word, because if it's legal in some states, that, that means it won't recognize in other states, which is a really obnoxious rule. And personally, it definitely has to do with the term as well, because civil union just creates this distinction between a pairing between two people of the same sex or people of opposite sexes. So having marriage as an option makes it look like it's a lot less different and a lot more about two people being in love, marrying each other for tax benefits, 
etc. It, it, so it solely comes from from states calling marriage between a man and a woman marriage and marriage between a woman and a woman and a man and a man a civil union. Mm-hmm. Sometimes well that's the sorry the federal benefits that go with one, not the other. The federal benefits are what get gypped as opposed to the state benefits. A okay. lot, of, yeah, a lot of times that w- that's what happens. But um, since President Obama. Um, instructed his uh, his legal team to stop enforcing the defense of marriage act and legal cases in that involve involve that you know there's going to be a, there's going to be a difference there and what difference could you get a little bit into those differences it's <laughs> civil unions versus marriages is, is a really complicated issue because each state does it by themselves i think it's really hypocritical that a lot of politicians say say leave it up to the states and yet we have a federal statute that discriminates and prevents the federal government from recognizing same sex marriages okay it's really it's it's really hypocritical in my opinion. Unfortunately, that comes with the territory when you're when you're uh, when you're dealing with a state versus federal issue that just gets complicated. So, yeah, New York is just the sixth state plus DC to to start resolving the difference between a civil union and a marriage by simply just changing the title and calling it marriage and bringing whatever benefits that come with it. Mm-hmm. Two-part question, does that carry over a federal benefit or no? Because you're mentioning that federal benefits are gypped because it's not federally recognized. Johnny, when you feel this one? To be entirely honest, I'm not entirely sure. It's my understanding that if your marriage is performed in one state, you should be legally married. But then if other states don't recognize that marriage, I don't know if your federal benefits will follow you if you move to a different state. Okay, so if I marry a woman in New York, I can't move to the Texas and still be legally married. I'm unsure. Okay, I'm, think I'm unsure as well. Okay, I'm I think that's... Sure. I haven't gone into the, fi- <laughs> the finer details of this. I actually think... I think that... I think it depends on state because for a while I think people are going to Massachusetts and they're going to Vermont for a while and then but they can still live in New Jersey and get recognized as a civil union. So I think it depends on the state and level civil, yeah. civil unions recognized. So this is a huge victory for New York in particular. When the first six states plus D.C. decided to allow... I like to call it marriage equality, marriage between anyone, not gay marriage. Your mm-hmm. marriage isn't gay. Like, you know what I mean? I so like that. That's, that's a good way of exactly. putting it. Exactly. So, you know, I'm not gay parking my car. I'm, you know, I'm, it's, 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 I'm not gay parking, I'm my, gay car. parking my car. So there's, so there's just, with marriage equality, this is a big issue for New York especially because I believe it coincided with the 40th anniversary of Stonewall. Was that correct? Or around the same time as Stonewall. And, and that, that, and that was the first inklings of, a demand for LGBT equality in the country started in New York and started with these riots in Stonewall. That was about forty years ago, I believe. Either if it wasn't this week, it was yeah. last week. I, th- I think it was the. I think it's the twenty sixth is the anniversary. I'm not. Po- I'm not positive though. The queer rights movement. Well, the queer rights movement really got the most attention from the Stonewall riots. I, t- I actually took a class uh, a year or two ago where we talked about the subject in, in a lot of depth. And there were actually before Stonewall, there were se- there were several other other riots in different states having to do with things like police harassment of drag queens and homosexuals and people who would hang around bars and 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 that type of thing but you know that's <laughs> i digress that's really no you got you you're yeah. on the, you're on par don't worry don't sweat it okay Keep going. yeah i'm sorry i forgot what i was talking about stone stonewall and coinciding stone, with right. the importance so, in new york yeah i mean it's it, it's a it's some nice symbolism right there yeah agree um not just and not just symbolism it's that I, it's ironic that New York was the seventh body, I just encompassed D.C. as well, the seventh place to have actually put marriage equality up in law, in writing, 
and it was the place where this whole where this yeah. was where the major attention garnered, right? Yep. It's because I mean, it's because New York is like, especially Manhattan, is so notorious for its its support of support of the queer rights movement, mm-hmm. and also with the large LGBT community right. within the city, especially in the city. Yeah. It's it's surprising it hadn't happened earlier. It is surprising, but you know, <laughs> that's that's you know, wait, I have a I have an article here actually. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that. It's that, uh, how much of that depends on politics. You know, it, it's funny because in the um, in 2009, when there was a same-sex marriage bill introduced in New York, it was defeated by a Democratic Senate, and this time around, it was approved by a Republican Senate. Mm. And it's just, it, it's just, I just think it's funny how how politics play into that. It's really not. I don't. I mean, it's not. It's not not about people's opinions, but it's a, a lot of it has to do with organization, and a lot of it this time around in New York had to do with organization. You know, Governor Cuomo gave all of those um, conflicting gay rights groups kind of an ultimatum. You know, get together and do this, or or you know or don't and they got their act together and they finally moved up and got things yeah got things done john you've been quiet you good uh i'm just listening you two are very interesting oh thank you Um, my comment about that is i I look it up in the stonewall riots were in nine 42 years ago 42 i think it's great that new york is now as you said the seventh body to (laughs) adopt this because it is the largest state that that has it so far and I think it's definitely going to be... It's also uh, the most popular. ...that sets the example for future uh, senators and future you know, organizations to make a stir in their state and get this to happen. I feel like New York is definitely like one of the best states to get in the very beginning in order to help this spread across the country. And you segue beautifully into my next point, which is the effect that this might have on New Jersey, which already, as you mentioned before, offers civil unions that has the same amount of benefits as marriage and in New Jersey it would be the it would be more of an issue of title than it would be anything else if this if the benefits are the same so do you think that the do you think that there will be pressure from this happening in New York cuz instantly the second it was passed Friday night Saturday Sunday Monday the editorials coming out are what's going to happen in New Jersey what's going to happen in the assembly here what's the fight going to be is garden state equality going to step up and I'm wait, actually waiting to hear back from Stephen Goldstein for that so Hey, do you do you think that the pressure would spill over from across the border? I hope so. As far as being someone who lived in New York and now lives in New Jersey, the, the people you meet aren't that different. The culture is almost identical because it is all the East Coast. So I hope that that has an effect on your act that happened in New Jersey. I wouldn't say the culture in, in New Jersey and between New Jersey and New York is exactly the same. I mean, they're not identical, but I would. I, I mean, come on. <laughs> this no, is going to get it. North Jersey, South, <laughs> North Jersey is different from South Jersey. North Jersey is different from New York State. New York State is different from New York City. Manhattan is different from Brooklyn. Come on. All right, it, to be fair, I everything has a different culture. <laughs> New York City to Central Jersey and see a lot in common. Well, the scum is the same. Um, <laughs> If you if you told any if you told any hardcore New Yorker what you just said, I don't know if you'd be breathing right now. Me? No, not you, Charlie. You're, you're John. You're fine. You're over the phone. Like you're not. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Thanks. Had to censor Charlie. I know. I have to be censored. Oh God, oh God, I'm so bad. I'm sorry. So yeah, the pressure's good. The first the first things you're seeing are. I actually wanted to talk about that. I'm sorry to no, interrupt no, go, you, no, no, but no. I have just interrupt. There's an article on the on the Huffington Post um, the other day. I think it was yesterday. Right after this happened, uh, seven gay and lesbian couples in New Jersey filed a lawsuit against the state, basically suing for the right to marry as opposed to a civil union. Governor Christie's response was eh, lukewarm <laughs> at, at best. I, I heard him say in an, in an article or an interview, rather, the other day, he's not a, not a fan of gay marriage. Uh, I think that's incredibly... Um, 
dismissive and um, a really derisive comment to say. I, I, I recall uh, when he um, it, when a, uh, a reporter asked him if his, his children attended private school and he, he flipped out, uh, you know, and said it was a personal issue, a family issue. So, you know, why should why should our families be any of his business, you know? Uh, why should his opinions override that just because he's the governor but to to be fair to be fair he did say that he would uphold new jersey's he would uphold and improve if needed new jersey's civil uh civil unions which are uh one of the most comprehensive in the country what in terms of in terms of how they compare to 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 marriage is there anything excluded or are most things included Uh, most everything is included so there's visitation rights there's there are, you know, I, I, I'm sure there are things excluded, but I, I don't have a list in front of me. The the couples who are suing, who are suing the state right now, um, you know, are suing for types of things like uh, one uh, one couple had to um, one of the partners in, in a uh, in a couple had to kind of jump through a lot of hoops to adopt her um, her partner's daughter. One gentleman was denied visitation rights at a hospital. So I mean, you're always going to have things like that, but we just need marriage. <laughs> I take the issue of marriage equality from a conservative standpoint, which is not something heard often, mm-hmm. which is I just I believe if you're go- if government is going to use the term marriage, it needs to be used for everybody. That is I what I think. I completely agree. That's what I think. I, I don't think government should be giving out marriages at all. There should be civil unions for everyone or marriage for everyone. Period. <laughs> I completely. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, ch- separation of church and state issue. I just don't understand why it's taking people so long to... to recognize, realize, and deal with this issue. It's, you know, it's not that difficult. Separation of church and state. We are not a Christian nation. We have a majority of Christians in this nation. We are not a Christian nation. That should not inform our policy. And that's and that becomes the problem, especially when a large basis of church, the separation of church and state is to protect the church from the state. Meaning, mm-hmm. if a Catholic priest isn't going to marry two men, that's his right. And that was right. that was a that was a nervous that was a nervous issue in New York that turned out to be a non issue. Right. Or if, you know, if an Imam or an Orthodox rabbi decides not to marry uh, not to marry a gay couple and that would be the right to do so. But in front of the eyes of the law, and that's what the fight is, is the eyes of the law. Exactly. And I, I think I, I think Christie recognizes that because he isn't touching civil unions. He would never do that. He right. has never discussed otherwise. And if anything, you mentioned that he would improve them. But I think there might be pressure from socially conservative voters in New Jersey. Yeah. I mean, you never know. It's I don't expect him to become a champion for marriage equality. You know, I'm sure I'm sure no one does, you know, because of his party allegiance. But to be fair, you know, he did say he, he the things he said about um, civil unions were at least they were respectful. <laughs> exactly. He's not going to... There, there's never been an indication that New Jersey was going to go backwards. No. No, there hasn't, you know? And that's that's a po- that's a positive thing, at least. But I, you know, I still feel the context of civil unions versus the context of marriage goes a long way. It goes it, a long, long way. And, and that's, that's something the state needs because of, you know, especially, you know, New Jersey and New York have a really, uh, a really strong relationship, but they're, they're tied together economically so much. I feel like, I feel like it's the next logical step. Exactly. It's, it makes sense that if your neighbor's doing it, that you're going to follow suit. It makes it, there's a lot of potential there, and yeah. at least there's not going to be a prop. I, I there's I don't ever see a prop eight issue ever creeping up here. No, neither do I. The voters trying of reverting it. I don't think that would ever happen. So I think people in New Jersey, the citizens of New Jersey as a whole, are pretty reasonable. 
I like to think that sometimes. I like to think that too. I mean, who knows? I mean, who's but. ever driven in rush hour and have seen my middle finger? <laughs> you have not seen the reasonable city of New Jersey, but no. you have. Okay, the parkway is exempt. <laughs> yeah, the parkway good, is exempt for good reason. Point. <laughs> good point. Okay, John, are you okay there? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay. You are both much more politically minded than I am. John, the only reason that I have any of this information is because I have, like, eight articles sitting in front of me <laughs> that I spent last night highlighting. So. Charlie oh, came with a library. You I should did. be. Knowing you, I don't doubt that. <laughs> no, he came with a lo- library. He has, like, Encyclopedia Britannica and a truck with him. Like, he, he came prepared. Like, so, actually, you know, that also, that brings me to two questions, the two-part questions. And, really, John, feel free to... Feel free to jump in. Interrupt like, me, please. <laughs> when Christie says that he would veto it if it came up, do you think that even uh, that a bill would even come up because it would easily pass the New Jersey Assembly? I don't see it. I don't see it going down New Jersey Assembly. Or if it if it came to vote, it would be a close vote. And the second part of that question is for those who say civil union, not marriage. We're kind of bringing the two points we just talked mm-hmm. about together. What does that mean? Is that is that considered offensive? Is that considered? Is it? Do you see it as discrimination, or do you see it as a positive step towards further progress? Or, or the idea of a civil union is it's absolutely contention. Dis- discrimi- discriminatory. You know, yeah, if separate I could is- comments on that. So go, go for it. I, I personally find it offensive as far as gay marriage being an issue. For me, it, it's it's. I don't view it as an issue. It's my actual life. My life is not an issue. I am gay. I will get married uh, if I fool someone into marrying me one day. If we look at it at a re- <laughs> from a li- religious point of view, that's really the only place where I can see it being considered wrong in any publication is that the Bible says it's between a man against a woman, but if you, what do you call it, backtrack a couple years and look at all the flack that came up about interracial marriage, if we were debating that today, think of the reaction that the general public would have if we said, if we if we as a society still agreed that interracial marriage was wrong, which was a, a, an issue when it was first starting to happen during the civil rights movement. So for it to be another issue now that we have people of the same sex, I feel like once we get past this whole thing and we look back, we're going to be like, wow. What the hell was wrong? Like, why did it? Why did it take us so long? So for me, I, I personally find it offensive to have to think that I'd have to get civil unions instead of marriage because <laughs> that's, that's, it's not very fair to huge group of people. It is discrimination. Yeah, I I've never once, and I've very I'm very attuned to this issue. I've never once heard the interracial marriage point brought up, and that put I think that puts a lot of perspective on it. Absolutely. Could you imagine the implications today of a bill that? you know, gave religious protections to priests and churches, religious organizations, saying they uh, they wouldn't be sued or, or anything if they chose to deny an interracial couple a marriage. Can you imagine the implications of that? It, yeah, but then again, it doesn't say in the Bible that a white and a black person can't marry. Absolutely. So that's that's where it doesn't that's say the that problem. In the, it doesn't in. say in a Bible that a man and a man or a woman and a woman can't get married either. Yeah. The only I know there's a couple of, of passages. Don't even get me started on the Bible. It, it's such a convoluted piece of literature that has changed and evolved through all of the different hands that it's been in. Mm. Printed, rewritten, retranslated, mistranslated over so many hundreds of years and centuries, it is not a legitimate record or document of 
anything close to what it would have been 2,000 years ago. But so that, you know, <laughs> no, 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 under, no, that understandable. That's, no, these things are, uh, of course, these things are open to interpretation, but a major interpretation that, well, that I understand from my perspective is that the actual issue is, in the Bible, is actual illicit relations. Mm-hmm. And that becomes the issue. Not even lesbians come into the picture. It's the actual, they don't. you know, relations is the plate word. But, but, no, no, I want to <laughs> make a point. I want to make a point. Okay. I just want to know what, how I can phrase yeah. As I was saying, so I think the general consensus is that it, it's the relations that are the concern, not the actual union. But the, it's a, so it's assumed that if you have a partner, you're going to be sexually active with them. It's just an assumed, naturally assumed thing. So um, if I can comment on that, I mean, there are John, comment of, away. Just John. interrupt. You don't have to ask. Just don't <laughs> ask. Just talk. There's a lot of things that are written in the Bible, rules, so have you, um, that are things that you know the general public does not use that does not abide to anymore such a thing saying you know you can freely sell your daughter into slavery or you can't wear two different fabrics at the same time you're not supposed to shave your beard there's so many things that people like to pick and choose which rules they're going to follow and the one especially about the you know the ever so quoted passage about a man laying with a man being an abomination the backstory to that is in, in, within the kingdom during that history being recorded uh, as part of, you know, a teaching book. There were laws that sex was only supposed to be used for procreation. It's, so. it's, just, it, it's just funny. I, I just hear the arguments against gay marriage that just keep... I'm sorry, marriage equality. I just hear the arguments against marriage equality changing and changing and changing, and we still want the same thing. It's, it's funny. Mark Grisanti, the uh, Republican... Uh, from Buffalo who voted for marriage equality in New York, he mentioned that he couldn't deny a person I actually have the quote here, um, I cannot deny a person, a human being, a taxpayer, a worker the people of my district and across this state, the state of New York, and those people who make this great state, that it is the same rights that I have with my wife his point basically was that he had no legal argument against same-sex marriage because there is none there is none other than the thought of two men together being unappetizing or two women together being unappetizing that's it that's what they have and to that i say times are changing to that i say get over it exactly and it's not what i what i find very interesting about it is that this isn't a forced degree all of a sudden the entire world every eligible bachelor is not all of a sudden going to be gay because gay marriage is not legal like trust me they were gay before <laughs> like, gay marriage is, you know what i mean like trust yeah. me they were probably gay before it's <laughs> like, so funny because the the issue you can't you know you can't bring up any issue involving homosexuality without coming back to the core of it you know and we have to wonder what causes homosexuality what combination of genetic or societal factors causes it in people is it brain development is it you know hormones and until people understand that and it's and it's you know we're given some concrete evidence there's going to continue to be opposition and and discourse around this subject but you know the bottom line is just like gaga says we were born this way <laughs> sorry to, sorry to wait i was gonna say that if you didn't say it uh, <laughs> wait do you want to say it now go ahead um, I'm so excited. I, I'm, di- I'm digressing. It. It's just my, my my point is that you can't every every issue, marriage, adoption. You have to get back to what you know to what causes it. I I know scientists have found have found evidence for homosexuality being genetic. I know there's a lot of evidence for it, but until you know until we get something concrete on that, things like this are are going to keep happening. But you know I I gotta tell you it's inevitable. It, it's inevitable that evidence will be found, will be collated, will be understood that. 
homosexuality and se- human sexual development in general it, it it's a biological thing who knows it may be in response to it may be in response to the exploding populations it may be in response to some you know something else who knows because data on homosexuality hasn't been accurately recorded over the past hundreds of thousands of human years of human evolution it's a new thing that we're starting to talk about and discuss right now and with all these issues this comes up and i just think that we have just to have to look at this from an unbiased standpoint it's understandable that if you don't know someone that's a homosexual, if you don't know someone that's bisexual or queer, if you don't know someone, someone of a non-normative sexual identity, and I say non-normative meaning anything, meaning meaning you don't have sex per, for procreation, non-normative. Se- normative is sex for procreation. I think you're, what Charlie is trying to say is whether you're having sex with someone of the same sex of you or you're having someone sex someone of an opposite sex of you just for pleasure, then someone somewhere is going to think what yeah, you're that, doing is wrong. That's what I was saying. Someone somewhere is going to think what you're doing is wrong because you know people aren't exposed to it. In you know people people just aren't exposed to it enough, and you don't understand it. You don't know it. You don't understand it. You fear it. You hate it. It's that. It's that simple. <sighs> that's what I was trying to say. Sorry. <laughs> no, John, I'm glad, John. I'm glad you can get that in four words. It took him four minutes. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, no. Don't apologize. Sorry. I love it. All right, so let's make this, uh, let's make our area of discussion a little bit smaller. Let's go to, you know, we talked about New York, now we're talking about New Jersey, and let's move to Rutgers or the college-age queer community. What effect do you think a decision like this would have on an LGBT community of people our age, college students at Rutgers in particular? When I was thinking about this interview, the one thing I thought of was alum will stay local now because you can live as a married couple in New York City and it would be, you know, there might be more enticement to stay around and you'll be more involved with the university as you progress. So that's that's one thing I thought of, but do you think it would have any other effect besides for the obvious something illegal becoming now legal? That's actually a really good point, Sarah. Uh, I hadn't thought about that, but I definitely hope it does, you know, affect a population of people who do stay in the area and do continue to contribute to the university um, because Rutgers does have a pretty large uh, queer population just based on the fact, like statistics alone, when you have a school of, you know, what is it, almost 30,000 students? Yep. W- what do they say? 10% are queer-minded? One in 10. One in 10, and it's probably more than that. Yeah, so, I mean, Those are just the people who identify. large could definitely prosper from having a community n- nearby. As far as how it affects students, students as a whole, uh, every single college student, is having their opinions being developed on a day-to-day basis. So their views could be every single color under the sun that you've never even thought of, completely varied. And students in general just tend to be, you know, at that age where, I make it sound like I'm so old talking about my kids, but they're at that age where they want to be radical and they want to stand up and do something. So some of the points of view that I've seen um, towards marriage equality, some of the radical points of view I've seen where people don't like it. They don't want to just live out the straight lifestyle, the heterosexual lifestyle, getting married, raising kids, getting a job. You know, they don't like that. But then people on the other hand are like, oh, this is great. Now I can have my wedding. My parents can come. It's starting to see me as more of an equal. So it really depends on person to person. But again, these opinions of everyone are de- developing every single day because they're all that college student age where, you know, ideas come to them every day and they change their entire point of view. In- what has the range been at Rockers that you've seen? You've mentioned that you've seen varying opinions. What 
How does that vary? Um, I mean, Rutgers is like a, a gigantic place, so you will get uh, complete opposite sides. So you'll see people that identify as some sort of queer completely against it because they feel like it's forcing them to assimilate, and then you'll see people that identify as queer completely for it and can't wait to see it happening in the next state and in the next state. So it really depends. We have such huge, uh, um, I don't want to use the word range because you just did, but we do have such a huge range of opinions going on because of the sheer amount of people. Spectrum. Spectrum, there we go. The gamut. We run the <laughs> gamut of opinions. Yeah. I can't even wrap my he- head around the concept that you don't want to be marginalized to a point where you just wouldn't want it to happen. I- I'm having trouble wrapping my head around that. A lot of, I, I want to say radical, but it's not that radical to, to question marriage as an institution, which is a, a lot of what uh, discourse about um, in the queer community about marriage is about, whether the concept of marriage is even something we want to aspire to. Interesting. My opinions are really, uh, really up in the air because I'm still, I'm still learning what I, what I figure out. But a lot of people feel that a lot of people take a, a really, a really liberal interpretation of marriage in, in the fact that they feel the benefits, federal, state benefits of of marriage should be open to, you know, single parent households, senior citizens living together, being each other's caretakers, um, relationships between caretakers, and, adults living with their parents. I'm not laughing at your point, Charlie. I know exactly where you got this from, though. Yep. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually reading an article. I'm reading that list of things off an article, a website called beyondmarriage.org. It was submitted on our, uh, the Queer Student Alliance Facebook by um, one of our members. Interesting. So what does it, it say? Tell me more about it. Well, it's basically what Charlie just said. They're interested in seeing those benefits not only reach out to people who marry for love. It can reach out to, you know, two elderly people living together or someone that a, a single parent home doesn't have the benefits that married couples do. And how does that put them in a disadvantage? Right. Or what about three longtime roommates? You know, why should they be denied um, the the federal benefits of of a marriage or uh, you know some kind of union? It's yeah, it's I I, I think that's an absolutely valid and a valid point, and it's something that really should be looked at. In what you know, what kind of perspective on on our on our civil rights do we want to take? I think that's an interesting perspective. But as as much as you're going to have people who question the institution. You are still going to have those diehard romantics <laughs> who want nothing more than flowers and chocolate and champagne and to walk down the aisle in a suit or a dress, whichever, or, or suit dress, whatever you mm-hmm. want, and want that want that fairy tale. It's the beauty of diversity. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's the, you're still going to find that. And there's always a decision to not get married. That's always a decision. There's always a decision to have a single parent family available. At this rate, there isn't a decision available to a couple who wants to get married who are of the same sex. That's not a uh, marriage, civil union. Yes, mm-hmm. marriage is not the option here, or a legal marriage. Right. A legal marriage. There's the, you know, religious marriages bo- uh, performed by more liberal clergy is definitely definitely an option, but I'm talking about in the legal definition. So it's it's really nice to see that Rutgers has support such a wide range of opinions and that everyone can talk about it. And it does, and, every, and everyone does. Every, everyone can and does because people's People get very emotional about these opinions because, you know, you're talking about someone's civil rights here. It's and you know you have to go. People, people, everyone has a different opinion about how it how it should be. You know how it should be gone about. And people, yeah, I can I can speak on behalf of Charlie. We've seen a lot of um, mm-hmm. difference of opinions on our Facebook page recently because of what happened. And the best thing we can do right now is just encourage them to keep talking about it because it gets their uh, feeling their ideas developed. And this way, we're not favoring either side and they can kind of explore 
um, hear from others and hopefully get from others the, the way I know I personally know I don't. I've learned a lot I've read a lot of you know different opinions in the last few days about everything that's happening and they're all legitimate yeah everybody's opinion is legitimate it's just it's so fascinating to see the the see the spectrum and where people fall especially in a does that does that create infighting almost oh god yes oh god people go people go for the jugular you would think that there's such i I think people think in very simplistic terms when it comes to marriage equality they'll just assume that the entire queer community is behind the issue but it's a little more sensitive than that people 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 who aren't involved with the queer community tend to believe that we're all of one opinion and one mindset, and that is not the case. Well, that's at when all. that's what happens when you're looked at as a voting block. You yeah, exactly. Yeah, Catholics right? are yeah, supposed to be one way, Jews that. vote one way. Yeah, it's just I mean, exactly. It's not even a, like a queer a queer issue. It's just, it's a issue. It's a, the issue of demographics. Minority, any minority of any race, ethnicity, orientation, anything that is considered a minority will normally be looked at as being a one opinion group. True. To wrap up. After seeing New York and the progression in New Jersey or any other any other state where this is on the table, does it give you hope that all 50 states or even federal would turn in this direction? I mean, I personally, I am a fan of it be, becoming, of passing in New York, because whether someone is wanted or not, it is now an option in New York, which is why I personally feel that way. And it does give me hope, just like I said before, New York is the biggest biggest state that has it so far um it is where i come from as well so it's nice to see it happening there so yeah i would definitely say so any visibility for the queer community is good visibility in my opinion my opinions on marriage are not exactly concrete um you know i'm not sure i'm you're never sure if people's motives people with the money people who make this this kind of stuff happen politics is a dirty game you know so i'm never sure of people's motives i'm not i'm ne- never sure that marriage is um the right issue to spearhead queer civil rights but any visibility is good visibility and any step in a queer direction is a step in the right direction all right so do you see would it would it disappoint you if if something was passed but the intentions were not as great meaning let's say it, uh, you had some some deals cut in the Senate where, oh yeah, I'll vote for you in the coattails of a different bill. Would that's how things like that work? You know? Is that okay? It, would that settle with you that at least it went through? Absolutely not. It's degrading. It's it's degrading and insulting. But that's how <laughs> politics is degrading and insulting. Yep. So it's a it's a dirty word. I had this uh, on my show two weeks ago. I I had this conversation with someone how. You know, I don't. You don't. You don't think of politics as something good. You immediately think of Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton. Like you don't think of you don't think of people trying to actually get up and do good. You don't think of public service as a as a as a nice thing anymore. You think of it, it's sad that I even had to ask you the question. Yeah, of, sad, well, Sarah, on on that something that my history teacher in high school had um, talked about a lot was when we had gone over American history was that when Abraham Lincoln wrote up the Emancipation Proclamation, which freed three or four border states, he did it strictly as a political statement, um, not because, well, he may have, but it, his, his number one motive was because he wanted to free the slaves and, you know, promote equality in, in states. It was definitely a political thing for him right off the bat because there were states on the, the edge of seceding. And that became a... That that came out recently, actually, didn't it? That's like a recent, either a recent thing, or I heard it recently, or something something recently with that. I've it's, it's definitely only crossed my mind. But sorry, you have fabulous eyebrows. I just wanted to tell you. <laughs>
I'm leaving that in the interview. Sorry. I want the world to know how fabulous my eyebrows are. <laughs> I haven't been here this whole time, and I just looked at yes. you. I was like, oh, wow. Excellent. Um, I love it. Thank you. Oh, my God. No, no. Oh, my God. Amazing. Oh, my. What the hell was I saying? Sorry. No, no. It's cool. I don't remember Not to saying. perpetuate the stereotype, of course, being obsessed with body image. John, I have fab. John, in case you were curious, I have fabulous eyebrows. I've seen them before, so I'm well aware of their intensity. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, my God. So, what? Oh, my God. Oh, so, but in the end, yes, Lincoln freed the slaves. Yeah. That's what people remember. Is that, but, you know, you said you were insulted by that end result. What do you, how do you feel about that? My point of view is, you know, if, if it was some, if there was some deal that happened in the Senate, as long as it doesn't end in an, an agreement that later sets us backwards, um, if it is just, you know, someone owing, an, like, an IOU one vote kind of deal, mm-hmm. as long as that next thing that they vote for later isn't something that puts us backwards, then all's well that ends well, I guess. Like, Same. it's definitely saying- a complicated game, but on the bright side... Think of how many happy couples just got engaged in New York. Yeah. Are you saying the ends justify the means? Because that's a, that's a, that's a loaded it, it statement. It can, it, 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 in some cases, yes. In other cases, no. But in a case like this, where Charlie wouldn't feel that like way, this, you would. If if there was some deal being made, as long as the next step isn't something that is ultimately a really bad thing, then so far, yeah, it looks like it was for the best. But that that, that has to unfold for me to really, you know, be decided on it and look back and be like, okay. God, you know, I just, I just think we're better than that. You know what I mean? I think we're a better country and we're better people. Like, you know, if there any kind of person with political connections listening to this, a senator, a congressman, you know, you're better people than that. You have the power to be better people than that. On the bright side, I don't think that any bill has been coattailed with uh, with uh, magic quality before. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I don't recall that because I think that's something I would have I would have heard or known or thought of. It wasn't coattailed, but there was a um, there was a bill for um, I, I can't remember. I'm sorry whether it was civil unions or magic quality in New Jersey two years ago. Um, before, right, right before right, John Corzine right left. Before John Corzine left office, they tried to, you know, to shove the bill right on ram there. Ram it through, I remember. Ram it through right in there. I said it from the beginning, and I'm saying it now. I thought that was disgusting. I thought it was just a really manipulative thing to do. It seemed like a last-ditch a la- a last effort. Yeah. Like, yeah, it seemed like a last-ditch effort, and it made it made the point crystal clear that the queer community is the uh, Democrats' last-ditch effort. But you know, I, I noticed that also. I, I saw it as a pawn that ooh, before the Republican comes in, blah right. blah blah. And Christie's the one not trying to disrespect it in the end. I don't think Christie cares too much about about marriage equality. To he's trying to honest. he's trying to balance the budget. That's what, that's his concentration. Social issues have absolutely fallen by the wayside by him in general. So yeah, well, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing for New Jersey. Honestly, I agree with you because you don't want it to go the other way. You know, Status quo is better than right? going backwards at this point, you know? Yeah, New Jersey's an ugly state. Oh, God. Really? You compared us to New York, John? Really, man? I'm just saying, okay, as far as my college experience in Central Jersey, it is. I've met people who are similarly mind- open-minded that I did in South Brooklyn. Finally, you called it Central Jersey because I hate the people from South Jersey who call us North, and I hate the people from North Jersey who call us South. We yes. look at a map of New yep, Jersey. Yep, we are smack in the yep. middle. 
That is a dot in the middle. There is a dot in the middle of the state, and it is New Brunswick, New, New Jersey. Jersey. You're in Central. I don't care where you're looking there from. There is a Central New Jersey. This state has three parts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're all distinct, and they're all different. Mm-hmm. And this, this little dispute over regions was something I was not. Familiar it's a Jersey with thing. I got here. It is absolutely a Jersey thing. You get, people get really sensitive over <laughs> yeah. it. Like it's, it's Central. People you go to California. Right <laughs> oh my God! You go to <laughs> you go to California, and you're looking at the state. It is still central. I don't care where, what aspect you're looking from. Canada, Florida, space. It is central. Mm-hmm. Look at the state. Look at the shape. You can't question the shape. Oh, my God. <laughs> People get really... I get really annoyed over this. Clearly. For no reason. Like, it's a stupid thing to fight about, and I still fight about it. Welcome to my life. Oh, my God. Okay, were there any last thoughts? Uh, I know there's some, but I, I can't think of any right now. Let me just... Look, nah, put let yourself me, together. Let me just look through this real quick, and then I'll see if... Put yourself together. Hey, John, you, you got, any, uh, got any final thoughts? Uh, derp, 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 derp. Uh, yes, I do. Um, I, I want to thank you, Sarah, for allowing us to speak on your show. Anytime. With, you know, awesome thought-provoking questions. I love having, you know, allies like you around who actually care about these kinds of things. I'm definitely unique because I come from it. For, you know, I'm a registered Republican. I come from it from a conservative perspective. And there's a very large contingent of conservatives who are getting behind the movement, which I always find fascinating. You know, I really see marriage equality as a, as an issue of equality before the law. And I think that's how it should be interpreted mm-hmm. because I really think it upholds va- the values of freedom and liberty that I hold closest to my voting, you know, so... It's a different, you know, you're a Republican who likes us. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, it's not that rare. And, you know, gay conservatives are literally coming out of the closet. It's a huge, huge movement. Things like Log Cabin and Gold Proud are very, getting very, very big. I love Log Cabin. There was, um, Megan McCain, actually, she was, <laughs> I, I, she was on an interview with, it was John Stewart or Stephen Colbert, and she said some really positive things. She said that the Republican Party can be a safe space for the queer community. And, you know, I think that's a really progressive, smart thing to say. It gives, you know, the Republican Party... I don't demonize the Republican Party because, you know, they're... It's just... It's, you know, I, I, I can't get into it, but, you know, they're not someone to demonize because... Yeah. Um, but they have, a you know, the context of evil in our country, so... <laughs> but... I've it's, heard uh, it all. It's cool. Yeah, it's... No, it's... Um, I, mean, I, I don't view it that way, coming from... An entirely entire family of people who are Republican. What do you What do you see then? I mean, I my parents in them. A lot of them, you know, the the Republican point of view as far as like money and economics are things that I totally understand. But you know, like you said, until very recently, on a lot of social issues, I was completely the other way. So. I guess I would be more in the center, like whatever that would be. Exactly, and uh, there's a huge problem with accommodation within within the party for a while, but there are, Megan McCain was right, there are safe spaces being built up from within, especially GoProud. GoProud had a huge victory. We're at the annual... Uh, at the annual conservative conference this year, there was a huge... Mm-hmm. Because there were groups who were boycotting because they were there, and they said, you know what, coming anyway. Yeah. And they rocked they rocked it. People flop because the fact that they're causing so much a stir, people mm-hmm. go to them and hear what they have to say because, frankly, at the end of the day, I really don't think someone's a true conservative if they're really going to vote based on a uh, based on uh, based on marriage equality issue. doctrine. Yeah, 
No, agreed. Yeah. And any yeah. any stru- any poll that's done at these at you know I've I've gone to these conventions. Any poll that's done, you know, the, it, marriage equality drops the lower and lower and the lower on the list of the priorities of issues. It's it two two years ago it was maybe two percent, maybe one percent of people who said their top voting issue was that. It's getting lower and lower and lower within people who are really the movers and shakers of the movement, and it's really just it's really just cloud at this point that people run their mouths on it. It it, it, it angers yeah. me because I really think we're isolating a lot of people. And I, I don't think it's fair for the queer community either that they feel like they have to think a certain way, you know? I mean, I'm no Democrat, and I'm not, I'm not a Republican. Hmm. But you I, do what you want. Yeah, I, whatever. I forget. Which, uh, there was a, a senator or a congressman who said that only second-class states have second-class citizens, and I, I agree with that. That's good. That's a deep. That's deep. Yeah, like that's true. Yeah. That is, that's an F-U, you know what I mean? Who said that? I wish I had the name I in wish front I, of me. I wish I did, But too. it's... It's the truth. It really is, you know? If you're going to make laws based on religious doctrine, if you want, you know, if you want a theocracy, go to Iran. Yeah. See that as, as see how that works as a shining example of a failure of theocracy. Yeah, let's let's, you know, not be That's a different open. interview. <laughs> Thank you for listening to RLC, WVPHFM, Piscataway, 90.3 The Core. This is Core of the Matter. My, I'm your host, Sarah Morrison, bringing you a weekly public affairs show here at 90.3 The Core. I want to thank Charlie Mott and John Semino of the Queer Student Alliance at Rutgers University for coming on my show today, speaking about the issue of... Um, uh, the gay marriage and the possibility of marriage equality occurring in New Jersey, which I think is a very absolutely relevant topic considering the passage a week and a half ago and I think that last five minutes uh, of me talking with Charlie and John really said it best about my whole attitude towards this is that if you're going to award the term marriage to one set of people you really have to award it for all and that's where the bottom line comes in because Yes, I've, I, you hear the arguments from social conservatives who are nervous about ruining the institution, but that's the problem with the government giving license to the institution in the first place. If you didn't have, if you didn't have the government giving you a marriage license, there wouldn't be an issue of marriage equality in the first place because anyone can do whatever they want. And I really think that's the true conservative, especially libertarian perspective of being able to have the freedom to do as little as much as you want without government intervention and without people getting in your way and without rules and regulations really standing in between you. But this is the status quo for now. This is what we have and we have to work with what we have. And if the term marriage is going to be used for heterosexual couples, it needs to be used for homosexual couples as well. And I believe this applies to Don't Ask, Don't Tell. I believe it applies to the state of New Jersey. I believe it applies to the other 44 states that have yet to advance this bill. So once again, congratulations, New York, for advancing this. And I want to thank John Smino and Charlie Mott again for coming on the air today. Um, your your advice is really invaluable and really being a voice for the student body or the the LGBT community here at Rutgers is tremendous help. If, for more information on ninety point on the core of the matter, you can visit thecore.fm. You can also like us on Facebook, uh, the core of the matter at ninety point three the core. If you like what you heard and had an interesting show topic, any tips, you can email those to public affairs director at thecore.fm. You can also follow me on Twitter. My handle is core of the matter. Podcast goes up in a few days. You can check out our show, our last week's show about about the history of 
the uh, Piscataway, New Brunswick area during the Revolutionary War, and George Washington's drinking habits. Fun fact: that's going to be that's that's going to go up in the next few hours, and you'll have the show go up as well. I'm Sarah Morrison, your host. I'll be back next Tuesday, 7 p.m. with more thought-provoking local and fascinating programming here at RLC WVPHFM in Piscataway. 90.3 The Core. Make sure you stay tuned. Big T is in next from 8 to 10, bringing you more of the latest and greatest here at 90.3 The Core. You've been listening to The Core of the Matter on 90.3 The Core. Opinions expressed on the core of the matter are those of the participants only, and not necessarily those of WVPHFM or Rutgers University. You both.